podcasting from my mother's living room floor in Pompey, the capital of the Federated States of Micronesia. This is the Micronesian Podcast, a podcast about the people, news, and events of this beautiful part of the Pacific. And I am your host, Patrick Pedras, just a Micronesian with a microphone. Thanks for joining me today on episode number 72. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, you can do that on my blog. Just log on to themicronesian.com. That's one word, T-H-E-M-I-C-R-O-N-E-S-I-A-N.com. Let's get into it. Okay, first up, Tuta Commission just ended their week-long annual meeting in Honolulu, Hawaii. By all accounts, it ended with positive measures in place. And we're going to share some of those positive measures here coming up. Okay, first measure here positive one I'm told South Pacific Albacore interim target reference point increased to 56% of original spotting biomass currently 52% uh, and they wanted it at 60 uh, what does that all mean bunch of scientific fishery terms basically the target fishery I mean sorry the uh, target reference point establishes the target fishery state that should be achieved and maintained on average uh, to allow for the fish to uh, continue to grow so we can have enough catch all that stuff and it's interesting to note that the south pacific albacore is that's a tuna species by the way is the main commercial species for many small island countries in temperate waters i'm thinking that's south of the equator also there was an extension to the tropical tuna measure which was due to expire at the end of, the two, uh, of this year. Now it's extended to two years. Measure regulates fishing on big eye, yellowfin, and skipjack tuna, which is, as we know, that's what uh, the vast majority catch. And then also, it's not a measure, but it's something even better. U.S. proposal rejected. So they sought to increase big eye limits for long lines and to increase the uh, fishing days for purse saners on high seas, but they were shot down, rejected. And also, a resolution was pa- adopted on labor standards for crew on fishing vessels. That's a good thing, you know, for the fisheries guys, the sailors. Uh, plan to review the Tuna Commission transshipment measure next year. A measure to provide additional funds to the Special Requirement Fund, which will help increase participation of small island development state uh, reps in the decision-making process of the commission. Very nice. Another measure was for the a new measure for the compliance monitoring scheme, which allows for continued monitoring and assessment of compliance by all members. Very important. We need to continue to monitor everyone uh, also a measure to better protect seabirds hey that's awesome from accidental catch by the long line, long line fleet and I heard that a lot of birds get caught up in there sorry for those poor bastards 
however, sadly, no consistent, no consensus on shark management was was reached. So, uh, the uh, three-month prohibition on FAD fish aggregating device by purseiners in uh, EEZ, in EEZs, uh, economic exclusion zones in certain locations. Um, apparently, this is a good thing. PNA's Ludwig Komoro said this will contribute to sustainability of managing our stocks. All right. And, of course, uh, the outgoing chair was Rhea Moss Christian, who is uh, daughter-in-law of our president. And incoming chair Jung Ri Riley Kim from Korea. So that was the Tuna Commission meeting. A lot of good measures. And uh, most of all, U.S. got rejected. I'm just joking. I think their proposal was just too much. Anyways... Good measures uh, to make sure that our tuna stock continues to be sustainable, to grow. Again, like I said, it's a finite resource. We need to take care of it. And that's what the Tuna Commission is doing here. Measures passed to take care of that all-important resource. Good job, Tuna Commission. Okay, thanks for joining me today on episode number 72 of the Micronesian Podcast as we talked about the concluding, the conclusion of the Tuna Commission meeting over in, in Hawaii. And I also want to note, and I think I, I mentioned this earlier, there was um, an article um, at the beginning of the Tuna Commission and I think the man that was talking, the person that was um, making the remarks was or is the deputy director of the Foreign Fisheries Agency. And he said he was talking to the media, telling them that they had an important part in this whole process because he says, uh, and I don't have the article with me, I did quote it uh, previously, but it was something like uh, global events are overshadowing our regional meetings and we have to get the message out. We got to let people know what's being done on their behalf, how it's being done, what are the... You know, what are the um, the repercussions of this and that? Uh, just to keep everyone informed, updated, aware. And I really believe that that's true. And I just want to say congratulations to the media folks who have been reporting the Tuna Commission all this week. We, um, it's great. It's great to have that, you know, even if it's just for a week. But things are changing. Things are getting better. And uh, I want to encourage everybody out there. Share, share, share. And get on your platform if you want to have one. Talk about what you think is important. Our voice is very important. The Pacific Voice. All right. We'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the Micronesia Podcast with Patrick Pedris. Your Micronesia with a microphone. On episode number 72, as we shared, top reasons why the Tuna Commission meeting was successful. If you like our show, want to know more, you can visit my website at themicronesia.com. Subscribe for future episodes there. I'll see you on the next podcast.